Hi everyone, welcome again to Real Talk with Coach T, Unscripted, where we will have real but raw conversations for us grown folks. Hi, this is Coach T here today with the real, raw, unscripted conversation today with Miss Helena. Um, we will be talking about dating today. Um, this should be an interesting topic today, ladies um, and guys, actually. So, because um, we do have a nice broad audience, Miss um, Helena, I'm gonna turn it over to you so you can tell the audience about yourself. Well, hi, I am Helena Pascio, and I have been hosting on YouTube relationships and conversations for men and women over 30 and trying to get a just a level playing ground and understanding how people think about dating relationships. So it's people that are married, divorced, getting back out there and getting so many different perspectives. So I am on YouTube at Helena Pasha. Love for you to join some conversations. But one of the biggest conversations we talk about is for people of color how do we view dating? And it is so different. It's over 32 countries that follow me and everybody looks at dating differently. So uh, for the purpose of our conversation, I like to, because since we're both from Illinois, yes. I, I can speak on Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> different kind of cup of tea. It's a, it's a different culture. Midwest yes. has a culture, and I love a good Chicago man, okay? Um, <laughs> Give different. me a Southern man. I don't want to be Midwest. Oh, my God. I know the Southern man. Good, But, you know, it, it, a Chicago man has that. He has that Southern um, hospitality to no, me. he's been around too many of these uh, Chicago people now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it depends on where his uh where his folks are from. Because if he got some good people from the South that brought him yes. to Chicago, maybe could True. blend in some. Because, but what I found from Chicago Midwest, so I'm from East St. Louis, Centerville, Illinois, which is five hours South mm-hmm. of Chicago. And uh, we are country and we are a small town. You know, it's, it's going to be either, um, either real, real ghetto Real ratchet. It's a it's a liquor store, a church, or a strip club. So you you pick your profession. <laughs> what you want to do? Okay, right. But for dating, there is no dating. It's I like you, you like mm-hmm. me, and we together. And so when I start, I didn't start dating. So I moved to Atlanta when I was in in my early twenties, mm-hmm. and so. It was because I moved that I actually learned what dating was. It was getting to know different people because, um, yeah, at home you could just meet somebody. Like I said, they like you, you like them, and you you go together. You know, it's no. That's, that's you know, actually still the way today, though, if you think about it. Like, there's no um, real courtship, honestly, in today. Unfortunately, even though we have these beautiful apps that, that people are using, not judging them, but. If you think about it, um, it's funny that you're saying, hey, that was back then, but whatever, however many years later, right, we're 20 plus years in the game, 
it's funny that people still literally do not communicate about if we're in a relationship or not. Oh, and that's why I'm here because I do. I am <laughs> very clear about it. I'm, I have the situation. So we know about the situationship, the friends with benefits, you yes. know, that situation where it's understood. I don't want anything more than this. Yeah, I think you need to tell people up front. So my thing is you need to know what you want and you need Uh to know what you need. Sometimes they don't go together. Sometimes this is all I want. Maybe I'm supposed to need something. I don't know, but this is enough for me right now. But when you know you need something exclusive, you know you need this partner, this ride or die, this person got your back, you got their back, you're going to have to give more of yourself. But yeah, that initial beginning like yes how do we even identify there is no way in the world for me I'm going to be with somebody for years and years and years and years and it's not going to be a a, a relationship that we're just kicking it that it's just unless that's what you have identified is what you want but the problem is a lot of women don't and they are waiting for this man to say you know, he's going to marry them or we're going to be mm-hmm. together, but you give so much of yourself. And I feel like, you know, the less you give, the more you get. Like, if you really want to have this man, he's going to go out of his way to get you if you don't give everything so quickly. And well, yeah, because men are natural hunters, right? They really but the funny are. thing about women, yeah. But the funny thing about women, they're actually more competitive. Yeah. They're very like women don't even know it, but there's always competition. And I mean, even from starting as a young girl, girls sizing each other up, who's the prettiest, who's the top, you know, just all the craziness of how we are instilled with this at a young age to measure each other up. And it's still carried on, in, you know, to the adulthood, so to speak. And it's like in competition with other women, but I love that you said that, right? So you're saying, hey, I'm going to let you know up front, I'm looking for a relationship. And um, at the conference I had with Let's Talk Relationships from the Male Perspective, mm. so it was uh, it was four of us having this conversation. So, of course, I'm the only female, and there were three guys. Um, we were just sidebarring this conversation. So um, we were talking about what is really dating versus not, right? So yeah. for me and one of the, the guys, for us, we said dating means like you do get to date multiple people yeah. because in truthfulness, if you're only dating one person in the beginning or whatever, then you might as well be in a relationship. And so the other two guys were like, no, that's just too much work to be trying to date more than one person. And I was like, so then how are you getting like... That's not really, that's giving the illusion because unfortunately to me, when you start just dating one person, that person has your attention and then you start doing relationship things. And that's how, to me, miscommunication comes about and expectations are silent created because if I'm only dating you, then more than likely I'm more responsive to you. Oh, I see that all the time. So I agree with that. I, I agree that you should date multiple people. I, mm-hmm. I am not going to be exclusive to anybody that's not exclusive to me. But once I say, oh, he has what I want. This man mm-hmm. is treating me right. He's got a good mm-hmm. work ethic, good head on the show. And then I'm going to tell him, 
hey, what's up? (laughs) I'm going to let this person know that I'm ready to be with him. I'm not going to. So once you see all the all your options, you should make a decision. True. And so once you make that decision, it should be a mutual decision. But yeah, I I believe you should date multiple people. I do it in a process. So I do it at, like I'm going to start dating. Mm-hmm. And the next 30, 60 days, I'm going to lock in with somebody. And but I'm going to date several people at the same time. And dating for me is going out, going to different restaurants, going out to museums, golf clubs, resorts. I like doing fun stuff. So I actually do go out and date. Uh, whereas before, like I said, at home, I would say the guy would normally say, hey, so do you, do you know how to cook? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody know how to cook in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, I know how to cook. And, okay, what can you cook? I'll make a good salmon, some asparagus. <laughs> he said, okay, so when you going to make that? And the next, our date is my house, okay, <laughs> or his house. And right. then that's it. But for me here, and now I live in Houston, so even for me here, it is dating multiple people until I say, no, I want you. I, I want you. So what's up? And, I, and that's right. exactly what I do. And then he said, yeah, I'm feeling you. And then I let the other people go. And it is such a hard thing to do because you do feel like you put all your eggs in one basket. True. But you really have to uh, use some discernment. And then that's when I get to the point of, is this what I need? Because, you know, some of the things you want is not always what you need. So I'm like... But I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s, so I'm not thinking the same as I did when I was younger, because what what I need is somebody that has my back, which is more important to me than anything than when I was younger. It's always a six foot, six pack, six figure, six everything. Right. right. Um, now it's different for me. So, uh, so you know, I have is- a challenge to that, right? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, so um, because. My clientele is usually like, you know, late 30s, uh, you know, 60. That's kind of my age range of clientele. And one thing, and then just, you know, friends, family, just being observant, you know, I'm big about people dating their boys. You know, people, like you said, but because you use the word need, right? Yeah. Um, But one of the things I find is people date their boys. And what I mean by that is, they're dating, like, say, for instance, um, if a person says, like, oh, I keep attracting a charmer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And I say, okay, like, go down the list. What's in common that everybody has? They're really charming. They're really nice and blah, blah, blah. So that usually means, not to say men can't be charming, but that usually means there are probably some um, hoish ways in the mix because yes. you're probably dating for validation. Because a a charmer, and by me being a charmer, I know this for sure, we will make you feel like you're the only one, not as a manipulation tactic, but we're into the person in that moment. Like you're literally, we we focus our Mm -hmm. attention, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm sitting next to you, you have all my attention, but the next person sitting next to me probably still had the same amount of attention you had. Yeah. I remember this guy for Valentine's when I was a shorty. He uh, gave all his women the same gift. I will never forget that. What? I was like, Dude, why did you do it? Right, but you know what he said? So nobody can be jealous and say that somebody got something better. 
Uh, oh my God. But I wasn't mad at that though, because guess what? He, they already knew what they were dealing with. Yeah. They, but in all honesty, he was speaking to what I talk about in today about women being competitive because he's right. Had he bought one a bracelet, one a necklace, one a trip, whatever, they be, would have been sizing. Oh, he bought me this better. He cares more about me. Wow. Yes, but you know, so that's why it's so important. Like, you know, when you're being, you're dating intentionally to make sure that you are healed, that you're not dating a void and calling it a need. Well, yeah, that's why I said at this point in my life, it's definitely somebody that matches me. So it's, um, I know. You do have to take time to get to know yourself. You do yeah. need to be healed because I attract a like person. Like, and I can tell you can tell the type how you feel inside by the person you attract on the outside. Like the, per- the people that I attract on the outside, they they got it going on. So I'm like, oh, I, I got it going on again. Whereas before it was like these broken men that are the charmers and that you mm-hmm. know, you know, running through whoever. But the, mm-hmm. uh, once you you are healed and you are whole and you get to see the type of person you track, that lets you know a lot about how you're thinking and how you're moving. Because True. it's like, okay, I, now I can uh, make a better make a better decision. Because you mm-hmm. will make poor decisions if you are not healthy and whole. If you just want somebody to fill this void. But for me now is, you know, that person with, you know, good work ethic, you know, good mindset, this uh, thoughtful. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm What I do now and even what I tell other people, just to listen more than you talk. Because True. if you listen to that, what they're saying and the questions that they ask you and the things they don't ask you about, you can learn everything you know because need to know because we talk too much. Mm-hmm. And we try to sell uh, one thing I definitely feel that is uh, a guilt um, that people have in general, men and women. Um, you know, one of the things when like because that well, everybody knows I could care less about dating right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think we all know. <laughs> yes. Ironically, this morning uh, I was talking to uh, my sister and. And and she, we just were talking and I was like, man, this is the happiest I've ever been, even though like I've lost a sister, you know, within the last year, um, just had some, you know, ups and downs. I said, this is the happiest in truthfulness. I've like, my peace is so like in, in the spiritual world, you know how they say God will give you that peace beyond your understanding. And yeah. that's like where my peace is right now. And and she was like, man, you know, that must be really great feeling. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm not anywhere where I would probably desire to be, but my, my space right now, I'm so selfish with it and truthfulness. I don't even want you in it. Like I'm not mm-hmm. inviting you in it. This is not like, you know, of course men hear challenge when they hear me say like, I'm selfish. Of course, they let me break that. Or you just haven't met the right one. What the hell? I'm telling you, I don't want the right one, the wrong one, the middle one, the back one, whatever. I don't want to be Right. I'm really, right. I just, I'm happy and I want to maintain this. And it, it may not be a forever thing, but for me, I'm happy with it. I love my space and I don't like sharing it. I, I know that about myself. And I'm not an only child because, you know, some people says that. But um, back to what you were saying about. um, Well, I wanted to say 
No, sorry. I wanted to say that it's really good. I I tell you that all the time that I actually love and respect the fact that you know who you are, know what mm-hmm. you, you know, your standards, your boundaries, and you're being upfront, very honest, whether they take it or leave it. But mm-hmm. the fact that you are happy and whole in your singleness, because as a single woman, I always feel like people treat it like a disease. Like, oh my God, you're Ooh, single. Yes. why are you single? What's wrong with you? No, I actually okay. I choose it. It didn't choose me. I chose it. Because <laughs> men say it all the time. They're like, I'm single by choice. Well, why can't I be single by choice? I know. You don't got no kids. You don't got this. What's wrong oh, with you? Oh, yeah, forget you don't have the babies. Oh, no. And you know what? That was a decision yeah, I made at a very young age. Here. Um, at a very young age, I said, I didn't, ironically, me and my grandma was talking about that today on the way to the doctor, um, how me and my brother both had said, you know, we didn't want kids. And I remember after my mom or our mom passed away, that was kind of like a, a, a soft spot for me because I was like, man, that I could have maybe did that for her. But in my mind, I was thinking at the same time, well, no, I can't. And I remember, you know, writing out a prayer to God about bless me with twins so they can carry the bloodline and my mom's spirit. And unbeknownst to me, um, my brother was having twins unbeknownst to us or whatever. Um, Long story short, it's a boy and a girl. So that's the bloodline. They definitely have her spirits. They look like her. So God even knew, like, baby girl, no, you don't need nobody babies. Cause you've been a You want babies? I get you some babies. Right, I got you, baby. I, I got you covered. I have God kids, like, and that I have really been around from birth till the oldest one. I think is uh, thirty-two. I think she is, and like, so I've been through the prom. I've been through the breakup. I've been through the first period, the first yeah. sex, the, you know, the first drink, the first, you know, the fight, the you know, the mean girl thing. And so I've experienced motherhood through other avenues. Yeah. I even had when my friend literally, and, and I, we always said this as a joke. I said, I remember I was in the next room when you really were actually making, making my goddaughter. <laughs> I, I was, we had ditched school. I will never forget it. We ditched school. I will never forget that. Uh, so that was hilarious to me all the way up until when she had her, I was going to the hospital with her. Wow. Yes. Like particularly with her, I think like, and when we would get off the school bus, I would walk her uh, to her boyfriend house. Like literally, like it, I literally that, that it was different. Like, I think I was at every stage in her pregnancy with my goddaughter. Um, so I feel like that, the only thing I can do is carry on and push out. I'm good. <laughs> this is a blessed thing. Yes, it, it is. But I go back to what my grandmother was saying. She said, you know, I said that when I was young and I stuck to it. Yeah. Like, and, you know, some women um, do find it selfish because they can't have children. And I always say, you know, I can't be apologetic about what I don't want and what you can't have. That's something is a touchy subject. And I, it's not me trying to make them uncomfortable. Like, I'm not going to sit there and, like, bring this conversation up knowing that, that it's a touchy subject because I know this about you. But also what I don't shy away from is my choice. Because I always say, you know, we forget 
just because it's kind of like if you were adopted, right? And you didn't have a biological mother and somebody's talking about their mother, you have to figure out how to heal with that within. So you're not always triggered about somebody else talking about their mom. You know what I mean? Um, I have never thought about that. Somebody would be triggered about your choice to mm -hmm. not have children. Oh, God. Why, yes. why does they even care? Because when you can't have something and you haven't really made amends with it, and I, I, I that part as a therapist, I totally understand. That's a trigger for you because you really wow. haven't made amends with it. So you feel like, hey, it's a privilege that you have that I don't have. Wow. I know. You know and I, so I get it. I get it. Um, but, you know, one thing, the you know, I'm, I'm very transparent about owning who I am and I'm okay with that. Um, and so it's funny because like I said, I made that decision at a young age and I stuck to it. It, it. I knew for certain that's not what I wanted because again, I like to move the way I move. I love my niece and nephew. I love my God kids. Um, my niece and nephew, we definitely have a bond. I love my other set of nieces. Um, but they get me for a block of time and back you go <laughs> right so, what are your thoughts about marriage did you ever think you wanted to be married so when I was young no um when I so I I said at a young age I didn't want kids I didn't want to be married and I think I even spoke about that on the podcast like the first thing people think when a woman says she doesn't want to be married either she's bitter or she wasn't exposed to good marriages and I said the funny thing is I wasn't even exposed to bad marriages so I became a counselor <laughs> 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 truthfulness right <laughs> I said that's oh the funny God. part <laughs> I, no joke like man I was like oh, oh this is some it. toxic shit y'all got going on but okay because yeah. my grandparents um never seen them argue um my grandmother was very uh like to me honorable her and my grandfather had a great respect for each other's position and how they respected each other and they discussed whatever it was behind closed doors from from a grandchild's point of view. I don't I've never heard my uncles or even my dad, for that matter, say anything different. But from my childhood as a grandchild on up to the day they passed away, never seen a crossroad, even with my own parents and their flaws, never seen a crossword. Like they mumble little stuff here and there, but I've never seen my dad curse my mom. My mom didn't curse my dad. My uncle, uh, he stayed by his wife to the day she died um, by her bedside because she was, you know, sick. Uh, so I come from good stock. You know what I'm saying? So my problem is a man can't give me everything that I have right now. So. If I be honest, right, I have I have my dad. I don't have daddy's issues. My dad has been present in my life from day one. I live with my dad. Um, even when I didn't live with my dad, my dad was probably like 10 minutes away. So I wasn't ever without him. Um, I have my uncle, right? My uncle, like, is my, I always say my G because he, like, is my best friend. Like, he travels with me. If we have a family gathering, because, you know, I don't eat meat, he will make sure that I have food I eat. He'll cook it himself, you know, um, with me doing like the events or going to trainings and stuff. If I need. Come on, I got you, niece. I got you. 
Um, he just calls to check on me. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. You know, he travels everywhere I want to go. That's my traveling person. Um, I have my other uncle who he goes to Costco and he knows I like core water or smart water. He'll grab a case and come drop it on the doorstep. You know, my brother um, with my mom. If I'm like, oh, I need this. Boom. He's got it done. My brother, my middle brother, uh, he like for my birthday or if I say I want to do something, he's going to make it happen. Um, the younger one, we still have a, a, a relationship, but it's more spiritual, I guess you could say, because he's way younger than me. He's, a, I think, like 20 in his early 20s. So oh, we're wow. still do Right. We're still like disconnected in a certain manner just because of the <laughs> age difference. Um, and the oldest one, like I could call him up if I need something, you know, and make it happen. I, my cousins, two of my cousins, I definitely know if a nigga touched me, I'm calling them is dead. Nothing else to be said. So yes. even my extended brother, I can call him two o'clock in the morning and be like, the pipe is bust. He coming to fix it. There is, there's one, it would be unrealistic of me to think one man could be all of them. And why would I want to give that up? Well, yeah, I think it's so important to have these healthy uh, relationships and your family and friends that mm-hmm. you can count on. But what about the companion? What about uh, you being that, that I rich? Still go out the show. I can go to the show. I go out to eat. That's why I wanted to talk to your audience, you know. Having a companion, I remember my aunt always, always it was her friend. She was like, "This yeah. is my friend." <laughs> are you, are I your still uncle? do. I'm like, "This ain't my uncle." I don't. <laughs> I still, but see, I go out. Like, if I want to go out to eat, I have some friends I can call up, male yeah. companionship, and I know people want to talk about the sex or whatever. For right now, um, and I, I'm very transparent about that. I tell people I had enough dick to save me a lifetime. I'm good in that department right now. <laughs> it. Start. I always talk about. I said from the time you're young, it's especially like I said, once again, Midwest. It's in, you're so over sexualized. Yes, like, that's all people talk about. That's all they're doing. That's that when you get older, you really kind of get tired of hearing about it. Exactly. Like, know that's what to not do even as important. I don't need to keep talking about it. Like just be about it if you're gonna be about it. But I don't like to right. keep talking about it. And people, ironically, my cousin, um, because he heard the thing, you know, my reservations about monogamy and I appreciate his feedback. He's younger than me, but his thought process went to, well, I don't want people, you know, to think like he was like, well, men will probably think like you're hoish. And I was like, no, only an immature man would think that because saying that I don't necessarily agree with monogamy doesn't mean I'm sleeping with everybody. Um, You know what I'm saying? And I said, so. If a person mature, they'll understand like that doesn't monogamy and not per se being in monogamous relationships does not mean you're sleeping with everybody, even with men, because women love to think men sleeping with everybody. Guess what? They the same like me. You if you don't had enough sex in your lifetime, everything ain't about that. Once you reach a, a part in your adulthood life, that that's not a priority anymore. Oh, I agree. And I do have to t- tap on monogamous because I, I know married people that mm-hmm. they, they sleep around way more people than somebody's single. Right. 
Okay. I have married friends that are promiscuous. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, they have groups with swapping <laughs> It does not mean and... that they out here just faithful to one person. Yeah. I remember me and a client, we were talking. And so, you know, um, we were talking about monogamy, like, you know, because he asked me and he's like, and I told him, I don't know if I, I personally don't know for me if I could be it. Um, he was like, wow, that's dope that you as a woman can really say that because women love to say, you know, like, no, I'm a good woman. I'm faithful, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to sell nothing, though, because I ain't trying to get nothing. So big difference. But I have a question then. Do you think that since you're doing the counseling, do you think that cheating is normal in marriages? So is it become here. acceptable or what? So now I'll say this. So there's things you're going to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a, uh, and again, because of part of my background, my perception of cheating is different, but okay. I don't put my bias into counseling, right? Okay. Um, because I think depending on what you can forgive and you can accept, everybody level is different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the most important things to me is financial stability, right? Yeah. So. Cheating and then having a whole relationship for me are two different things. Some people would argue that fact, understandably so. That's their, you know, position. Um, for me, I think cheating is a crime of opportunity. Like, you know, I, like a little kid, if it's some candy and I can get away with stealing it and eating it, I'm going to do it. Um, but it's when you start be making it a relationship that I think that's when it becomes a bigger issue because now... Um, you're allowing somebody in a space yeah. that they shouldn't be in, right? But in 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 relationships, right? Being a counselor, there are so many things you you have to deal with if you're going to make it work. So if cheating is so, everybody has to have their absolutes, their non negotiables, and then what they can work through. So I have a few people who they can work through a person who's not motivated, who like is not going to bring home that money. Okay. That ain't going to work for me. Yeah. Because again, financial security, I don't need your money, but you can't take mine. So we got to build together. Like, you know, like me, cause I own a home, right? So he needs to own a home and then we need to go get a home. Cause you can have yours and I'm gonna keep mine. But if we going to do something together, and it got to be big enough where you have your own little wing and I got mine too. Because, again, you know, I'm like the uh, back in the day, Lucy, sleep over there and I sleep there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's where we are so different. I am you, you know, I'm not very affectionate. Yeah, but I'm not affectionate, though. I'm very. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember you saying yeah, I'm like, very I'm not, yeah. person. Yeah, I don't need. My affection is shown in my thoughtfulness about, like, listening to you and really, like, Knowing, say, if you had a hard day at work and knowing you didn't eat lunch, I would surprise you probably and bring you lunch or, you know. Um, I know you look, sweetie pie. I know you. Yeah, I'm more thoughtful in that way. Yeah, I definitely am. But yeah, so, I feel like, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, um, back to this uh, financial security. Are you the woman that says, uh, my money is my money, his money is my money? Uh, you share your money. No, so I so for me because ironically, like when I listen to couples, right? 
Um, one big issue that it, because most couples get divorced about money more than cheating or outside. Oh, I believe that. Or addiction. Yeah. Uh, money is a, a real stickler for people. So for me, um, it's kind of like reciprocal, right? Mm-hmm. Like we got to be matching. Like you, I, yeah. I do know this about me. You probably do need to make more than me. I do know that about me. Okay. Um, But like um, I come from like you're responsible for this and I'll be responsible for that. So I don't need your money. You don't need my money. We just have our responsibility. So say, for instance, I ever did decide that, okay, I'll live with a guy and we get a house. Then you pay the mortgage because that's your house. Um, And I'll do the part of taking care of the home. So I'll buy the groceries. You know, I'll make sure the cable bill paid or something. Right. Um, And when it comes to trips, like, okay, maybe uh, I buy the plane tickets, you pay the hotel. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how for me that I believe in um, as far as finances, because that way all the weight is not on you, but it's not on me. Cause I'm not trying to break you either because if I break you, then quote unquote, the right way I'm supposed to help you. So no, I don't want to do that either. Well, I'm glad you said that because that has to be communicated because some women don't think that way. Oh yeah. They think he has to do everything. But that's not real in today's. Well, no, I take that back. It is real. If you want to live at baseline level. Yeah. Because even if a man makes, Oh, that's uh, a really good point. Yeah. Uh, it, it, even if it makes, let's say, the average blue-collar worker, and I mean like a UPS, uh, police officer, uniform people, right? Anywhere baseline is probably 140000 minus overtime, right? So in all honesty, you're living, you're, you're probably going to have a nice home, right? But mm-hmm. you ain't going to be going on no lavish trips. Like, because he got to literally pay the light bill, the water bill, the mortgage, your expenses, um, yeah. co-pay if you got insurance for medical needs, um, the groceries. If y'all have kids, God forbid, the clothes, like, hell no. Uh, like, you, you, you know, sometimes I think we're unrealistic about that. That's, that's silly. Mm-hmm. Even with dating, I think, like, it's stupid to think that the man should pay for every single thing on the date. That I said that if I said if I had sons or even when I'm thinking about my cousins, my male cousins, I'm like I would hate to be a man. <laughs> this sounds crazy. Like for I would me, hate to raise a man to think that you know that he has to do that. No, I. You know what I tell my siblings, my cousins all the time: make her fill out an application just like they do you. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, baby. No, you because you good stock boo. Don't just get anything. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Right. Like, that's crazy. Like, for me, like, right. Like I said, I have friends when I, you know, want to go out to eat or, you know, go see a movie, whatever. Right. Like, we take turns. Like, everything is not like, oh, you're supposed to pay it. Like, you know, because like, say, for instance, um, I think like I, I needed a ride somewhere, whatever. Like, I have people I can literally call and say, hey, my car is on the side of the road, right? Um, I don't have to wait on AAA. They could come. So, you know, then maybe three weeks from now, I'd be like, hey, let's go out to eat. I can treat them. What would be wrong with me treating them? Just three weeks ago, they got me off the side of the road. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, like women are thoughtfulness behind. We're delusional sometimes, like that old school thinking. Yeah, because I do hear. You know, you're absolutely right. Women saying, "Hey, I want a man that that does everything." You know, it's the financial uh, breadwinner. Well, then, okay, you want baseline living, so don't be mad Mm -hmm. at that, and that's cool. And if he cool with that, and you cool with that, kudos to the both of y'all. Yeah. Yeah, they really get caught up on, uh, to me, a lot of the internet, social media has gotten people convinced that you can't well, get involved with that because it's not a lot work. of wealthy men. But the crazy from. part, when you think of Beyonce, Jay-Z, both of them bringing money in. You think yes. of Cardi being offset, both making yes. money. Yeah, Like, it's because, unfortunately, if I be real, like, you got your Jill Scott, your Mary J. Blige, where they dealt with people who weren't bringing that same energy and they end up having to pay out for them. Yeah. Like that's stupid to me. So make sure. And again, everybody is, I think at the end of the day with all of what we're talking about dating and everything, know you and know what it is you want because everybody tastes, everybody level is different of their expectations and your expectations don't even got to be realistic because maybe it's somebody out there who just is unrealistic as you. I believe there is for everybody. There is, but mine is don't play games. Like just Mm -hmm. be honest. If you, if that's what you want, just like you said, there's somebody for everybody. So just be honest about what it is that you want. Even if but, it is delusional, because I did watch some of that. Um, <laughs> what is it? What was her name? Uh, the one, the lady that's so hilarious, uh, Kendra. Oh yeah, Kendra G. Kendra G. Oh my yeah. god, the stories that people tell on that show. Oh yeah, the one, the best one I think was when the the man was in the house with the woman and she was looking for another man. I said, God, oh, dog. God. Baby girl, you bad. I ain't even mad at you, though. But let me ask you this, because I'm happy you said that about honesty, right? Yeah. So what if you're dating somebody, you're feeling them, it's all good. But I think we as humans evolve, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a space and a time we're evolving that consciously we're not necessarily aware of it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you have, like this uh thought process like man i'm not feeling this no more but then i got so much invested right because i think that plays a big part part for men and women because they feel like that whole time investment thing right um and they don't necessarily and it's not because the person did something wrong it's because they grew to a different space and but they don't want to waste their time or develop something new with someone else so, like, I don't know how can you really be honest about that? Because I don't even know, like, it, it's almost selfish, I'll be honest. But then in all honesty, like, yeah, I would say it's wrong. But how do you communicate it if you don't really know it yourself yet? That And that's what I thought people went to the counseling for. Because they have outgrown each other. and the, Or they have become so complacent and just somebody feels that they're being taken for granted and I I would just have to communicate now in a marriage that has to be way more complicated um, right completely and so in a marriage we're gonna have to figure this out yeah, and I think because that's when people divorce you end up stepping out they either divorce or step out yeah completely but mm-hmm. in dating 
right? In dating, which I do see now, there are more couples who date, who are trying, who, excuse me, who are trying to uh, come to counseling now um, because people, especially in the black community, are becoming more self-aware, like, hey, you know, mental health is a real thing. Um, which to me, one of the bigger issues is communication. One yes. thing I always recommend, whether it's couples for marriage, pre-counseling or people who are dating, whatever. I always say, while you're getting couples counseling, get individual. But really, in all honesty, I feel like go get individual counseling first. So, you know, mm-hmm. if this is an individual problem that you're bringing to the couple problem or is it something your perspective could have changed after you go through some counseling because by the time you get to couples counseling if you really worked on you some of the problems that you were going to talk about won't even be on the table anymore I see I see it as it's like it has to be done simultaneously like together because I've seen people just work on just themselves and they go back to the relationship and that person is still like stuck in limbo. They, they haven't grown, they haven't evolved. And now you have this healed whole person. Well, I mean, they both should be doing individual at the same time. That's what I'm saying. It has to seem like it has to go together, like individual, then marriage counseling or couples counseling. Then I'm going to go check on myself and, it's like so for me, it's like together. do six months of individual first, right? Both of you yeah. should be matching that energy and making sure that it's a real therapeutic relationship with the counselor, not somebody who's just uh, being your, um, like, sometimes I have to tell my client, I'm not going to sit here and validate your foolishness. Your friends do that, <laughs> not me. Like, no, I'm a call what it is, what it is like. And and it's not even me trying to be right or making them wrong. It's really like, okay, let's look at this from a different perspective. Like you're trying to validate, you're trying to make feelings of fact when they're not. (laughs) They want you to tell tell them that they're right. Yeah. And for me, anybody who knows me knows, like, I don't really think there's a measuring stick for right and wrong due to experience and exposure. Mm -hmm. So your experience makes you think the way you think, your exposure, right? So you're not necessarily wrong for the way you're thinking about something, but the way you may be going about it is what's causing the conflict. I agree. I agree. So I know for me, when I get into a serious relationship and I'm, Counseling is going to be a part of my life. Don't you think people just just make it a part instead of waiting? Oh, it's to a lifestyle. Yeah, I think it should be instead of yeah. like you know waiting till you get a, a bad symptom and diagnose you 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 on a brink of divorce and brink of breakup. But why don't we just self checks all the time? I totally agree. Um, to me, therapy is a lifestyle. It's not a crisis reaction. You know, because basically that's what people do. They use therapy to respond to a crisis. But the problem is therapy doesn't even work that way. You know, not real talk therapy, right? Because you even got to figure out, why do I think the way I think? Where did that come from? How did I get molded the way I molded? The way I think about relationships, where did that come from? The way I even love or how I receive love, where did that come from? Is that even me? Or is that something I took on because I was groomed to it? 
And that's, like he said, the experience, the exposure. Yeah. I spent half of my life unlearning most of my life, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half of my life. <laughs> now I'm finally getting it. Yeah. Look, I think the the more you grow and you're open to learning, the more you will evolve. The day you stop learning is the day you're dead, literally, whether that be physically or mentally. So then you should be with somebody that you can constantly evolve with and learn with and grow. True. And somebody who, because in relationships, the truth is you have to be willing to, you have to have the mindset that you're willing to fight because the funny thing about relationships sometimes we're not ready or willing to fight. We're especially in our uh, microwave society, everything is quick. Uh, we we are so emotionally driven. Like that's why to me, crime is super high right now because everything is an emotion, right? So people get married because they feel in love. You don't even know how to love yourself. How are you talking about some love? But okay, cool, cool, cool. If that's what you want, cool. But then there's that divorce, right? Because then even with the apps, like I know there's good turnout with the apps too. But I think, again, you fall in love with the conversation and not really know the person. Because a lot of times we don't sit back and listen. We yep. just absorb the conversation. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, doing more of the listening than the talking because you will learn a lot. You actually learn a lot about yourself, too. You learn what you can and cannot tolerate. Oh, God, yes. I know I have no patience. My friend today, she just (laughs) called me. She said, you're getting old. (laughs) She said, you know, like old people, um, how they say anything out their mouth because they don't care. And I said, because guess what? We don't have time left. We don't care anymore. No, we don't have time left to care. I said, I understand. I really do understand. I remember uh, going into my friend's house as a young girl, uh, the one I call my sister. Her grandmother was there and she said, and I sat down and I remember she said, oh, girl, you ain't got no knees. And they was like, grandma. And basically she was saying I was so fat. I ain't have no knees. Right. (laughs) So, but that sounds like an older person. But. At this age in my life, I really do understand, like, you just kind of say what you feel at the moment. It's like, it is what it is. It ain't, it ain't even from a malice place. It's literally <laughs> just like something you observe and you just say it. Like, which, like a kid. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't have time to sit here and try to figure out how I'm going to tell you this. Even as a therapist, that's how I know I'm not for everybody um, because... If you're at the beginning and you're very fragile, I'm definitely not it. Um, Because for me, I'm big about accountability. Like, you know, if you're not ready to be accountable and own everything begins and ends with you, then I'm definitely not at that. I'm not the therapist. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. That doesn't mean you can't get healed. You just need a different way. I would love to know, and I got to get head out, but I would love to know how do you, is there a certain type of person that has more accountability? Because I constantly find most people are victims. They don't take mm-hmm. accountability to anything. So how is there a certain type of person that is more likely to be accountable and say, you know what, you're right. I was wrong. Um, To me, people, so there's a four step I always go through. 
self, it starts with self-awareness, right? Next is, uh, no, first exposure, right? First, you got to expose something to even know it exists. Second is you got to become self-aware. Lastly, you have to be accountable. And then fourth, it will finally change. The problem is people don't want to expose their own truth. So they don't want to expose their Mm -hmm. negative qualities, right? A person who's accountable is a person who's self-aware and wants to change something. Ah, that's good. That's the truth. Because people want to change, but not necessarily themselves. They want you to change. Exactly. Yes. Yes. But if you want, if you know you need to change, that is the accountable person. That's the accountable person. When you stop blaming them and start saying, okay, why am I triggered because they said this? Or why am I reacting this way? Like, what's going on with me? That's a person who becomes self-aware because they want to get in control of their emotions. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out because I'm even teaching my daughter that. I'm like, no, you need to be accountable. Like, mm-hmm. I learned that throughout my life. But, you know, I have more of a village. I feel like my daughter, I don't feel like she has the same village I had when you had your aunties, cousins. Everybody's correcting you and you yeah. have, to be, have some ownership to it. But accountable, I'm I'm seeing a lot of adults, uh, men and women, have no accountability. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Well, I know you got to head out, so I want you to leave the pay. I'm not patient. I'm thinking of my clients now. I want you to leave, leave the people with your information. I'm working on that patience, though. <laughs> right? Uh, I want you to leave the people with where they can find you at. Yes, come on over to YouTube and go to just, it's, everything's under my name, Helena Paschal, and it's Relationships and Conversations. I'm also on Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm pretty much on anything with my name. You can Google me. Google me and come and find me and let's have some more conversations about relationships, life, and love. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I would just love to leave the audience with dating is not an absolute understand the difference um stop being absolute about how to date and learn to be open about how to date um and you can reach me at thillconsultant.com coach t um for trainings workshops all the above so until the next time see you soon thank you thank you bye-bye we would love to say thank you today for tuning in with your girl, Coach T, Real Talk Unscripted. Remember, if you have a topic or you would just like to be a special guest featured on the show, you never know. So go to all social media platforms, T Hill Consultant. That's T H I L L C O N S U L T A N T. And send us a message. Let us know your topic and your name, where we can reach you at. You never know, you may just be the lucky one. Until next time, have a good one.